It's crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Steelers, Raiders, Locked On Steelers, Locked On Raiders coming at you. Chris Carter and your boy Q. We got a lot to talk about, but both of these teams going into this game one and one on Sunday night in Las Vegas and both looking to est- still establish what their real identity will be this season. We'll talk about that, quarterbacks, edge rushers, receivers, all that and more here on the crossover Thursday episode. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Chris Carter from Locked On Steelers, your boy Q from Locked On Raiders, getting you ready for Sunday night football as these two one-on-one teams throw down in Las Vegas. A reminder, this show is brought to you by Prize Picks on Crossover Thursday, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Remember, you can find this show on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoy, subscribe to these channels for more on your teams. We give you your team every day here, whether it's locked on Steelers, locked on Raiders. Q, we're back, baby. We haven't <laughs> done a locked on NFL show for a bit because you had you you doing big time stuff with ESPN. <laughs> But it's always fun to do shows with you, brother. I'm glad to be back on the screen. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And I'll tell you off top, man, I had Raider Nation hit me up and say, you tell that Chris Carter, you tell that Locked On Steelers guy, there is only one nation. So I got that off top. I had to get that off to the top, right? That's what Raider Nation said. They told me to pass the message along. So I definitely had to do that. Not that they're wrong, because they're not wrong, but I just wanted to pass the message along. But it is good good to be back with you. I mean, there are wrong. Literally, Steeler Nation Radio was established before Raider Nation Radio. But wherever we are, we don't have to get into that. Let's get <laughs> it's fine. But let's let's get into talking about these teams right now. Both teams yeah. one and one, and both teams, I think neither would could say they're satisfied with how they've looked in their first two weeks. And look, like you still you a win is a win. Like the Steelers right. aren't gonna apologize for winning the game against the Browns, but they're also not gonna look at it posit- positively and say, Oh, yeah, things are just hunky-dory right now because they've been able to do it but if you're if you're the Raiders you're probably feeling the same way yes you eked out a win over the Broncos a division win in week one and that's huge but then you know the Bills you played the Bills on the road and that was rough you get your first home game right now what is the identity of this Raiders team right now and what do they want it to be well you know that's the thing about it man they're still trying to identify it and I think that and this is just me going off of what I believe based off of last year I think they want to be a team that's able to have the power running game and then open it up and spread the ball around Devontae Adams Jacoby Myers when he's healthy Hunter Renfro's there uh, even though he hasn't been very much involved so far in the season I believe it all starts though with Josh Jacobs the guy who led the league in rushing a year ago and you know around this time of the season last year the Raiders were trying to identify themselves as well they were trying to figure out who they were were they going to be pass team uh, where they throw the ball around the yard a lot was it going to be led by Josh Jacobs and at some point around week four or five Josh Jacobs identified himself right and made himself known as he is the identity of the team and that's how they went the rest of the season I believe that that's what they're trying to get back to this year only with parts that are more familiar with coach McDaniels and what they want to do obviously led by quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo as opposed to Derek Carr but so far through two weeks that identity hasn't really been established yet and uh for the for josh jacobs in that running game a week ago 
I mean, nine carries, negative two yards. That's not going to happen too often to a leading rusher, right, in the, yeah. in the league. So uh, that's obviously got to get cleaned up quick, fast, and hurry. And it's going to be a big challenge this week against uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who we all saw on Monday night have a really good defense, and the defense lead the way to their uh, their win against the Browns. So it should be interesting to see the Raiders try to establish an identity this upcoming Sunday night. For the Steelers, Chris, what, what would you say you think the identity of the team is? Man, it's the the defense saving the the offense's butts right now. That's 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 the, the identity identity is help and, help <laughs> hell exactly. Like please come and say come and win this game. I even jo- I was joking uh, in the press box, but I wasn't joking. I was actually serious. But I I said you know at one point when the Browns took the lead back, I'm like, well, it looks like the Steelers defense is going to have to score two more touchdowns for them to win this game. They scored one more touchdown, but that's all they needed, and right. they, they they scored 14 points in that last game. It's ridiculous how how they did that. And they've done this a few times over the past few years where the defense has carried the team. But they're also carrying the team in a bit unconventional way right now. What should give the Raiders some hope right now, the Steelers are next to last in, in rushing defense right now. They've given up the second – they've given up the 31st uh, – least the 31st best at stopping the run right now granted they went well, up they're against not good is what you're saying <laughs> they're terrible they're terrible right now and part of it is they're dealing with with some injuries cam hayward was lost in the first out. like half of the season uh first half of the first game of the season and he won't be back until the second half of the season so there are some alarming bells there they've got a whole new linebacker core um i do think that they're going to see a little bit of improvement on their part uh, as they keep moving forward, because I think guys like Braden Fahoka are being promoted and he's more of a run stuffer than Montrevious Adams. I think Keanu Benton, the rookie they got out of Wisconsin, is stepping up. But this is a group that Mike Tomlin acknowledged that like we, we have not played the kind of football that we want to play yet when we talked to him on Tuesday. Uh, and that's despite the uh, the defensive pass rush being there. And be and, and and being helpful. Um, and actually, I I, 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 I got to correct myself. They were dead. They are dead last in rushing defense. I was looking at the rushing offense, which is which is next to dead last. You hear that, Josh Jacobs? Do you hear that? Yeah. Their running defense is not very good. Maybe that that rush that I was talking about for the Raiders, maybe it gets established this week. It needs to be established if you're the Raiders this week. If you don't yep. do it against the Steelers and you let the Steelers run defense find its footing. It could become a long day. Offensively, the Steelers also still have a lot to prove there. They've yeah. hit on they've hit on some touchdowns in their first couple games here. Uh, the seventy one yard touchdown to George Pickens was a highlight of, of the game. But Kenny Pickett has not looked as like the consistent quarterback we saw in the preseason and throughout training camp. He doesn't even look like the quarterback that we saw towards the end of last season, where he had four game winning drives to help the Steelers find a winning record at the end of the season. But I do think part of that comes from this this being an, an offense he's still he's still adapting to NFL play and he's played two very good defenses the Niners defense yeah. I think might be the best in the NFL still they were last year they they've looked pretty good to start this year the Browns defense a talented unit that gets after you with Jim Schwartz their new defensive coordinator what's the calling card of this rating Raiders defense right now Q should the Steelers be alarmed by who they're about to face this week well, I mean, they should be alarmed by number 98, right? I mean, number 98 is the guy that makes everything go for the Raiders defensively. That's Mad Max Crosby. Uh, the problem is who else is going to step up, right? And that really kind of reared its ugly head on Sunday against the Buffalo Bills. The Bills decided 98's not going to wreck the game. And, Chris, we know that the NFL is a copycat league. So if they see kind of the blueprint of, all right, we're going to take this dude out and nobody else on that defense is going to step up, then it could be an easy day at the office or at least an easier day at the office for the Steelers or any other offense that's going to attack the Raiders. So uh, that's really what, you know, it's like we were talking about the identity of the team and uh, what they do offensively. The identity of the team has got to be, you know, Max Crosby is obviously the leader, but who else could compliment him? Who's going to be that guy 
is is the big question. And somebody's got to step up and say, I got this, right? Or, or like the movie Life, I be the pappy, right? I be the pappy. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And, and I don't quote movies very often, but I remember that one, right? And so somebody needs to step up and, and wave their hand and say, don't worry, I got you, Max. I'm going to compliment you. Chandler Jones, uh, he's not going to be playing. Uh, he's probably not going to ever play for the Raiders again. He's got a lot of things going on off the field, and, and that's really all I know about that situation. They've got a young rookie in Tyree Wilson that they drafted number seven overall. He was coming off an injury out of Texas Tech. Maybe he can start to establish himself. Uh, he didn't look very good against uh, against the, the Broncos in week one. Looked a little bit better as far as get off week two against the Bills, but still was easily being blocked by offensive linemen. So uh, somebody's got to step up and say, I could be a dominant force across from Max Crosby. But right now, as far as when you look at the Raiders defense, it's Max Crosby and everybody else. Absolutely. Well, I want to get to more into those matchups because uh, both teams are going to have to watch out for edge rushers in this game. But we also got to talk about the quarterback wide receiver situation. Raiders having some scares at, at injuries, of wide receivers, the Steelers missing their top wide receiver, Deontay Johnson. We'll talk about the quarterbacks, the receivers, their connection on the other side of break here on the crossover Thursday episode on the Lockdown Podcast Network for Lockdown Steelers and Lockdown Raiders. We'll get to all that in just a minute here. So stay tuned for all of our great conversations. But first, before we go anywhere else, I want to remind you that this show is sponsored by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. You just need to play Prize Picks and you can win up to 25 times your money. And when we say made easy, all you're doing is picking more or less on two to six players that you select throughout the week. Prize Picks is a fun new daily fantasy game where you're not playing the field, you're not playing thousands of people trying to outscore them in fantasy football. You're just saying, hey, I think I have a bead on these two to six fantasy football players, and I think that they're going to get more or less than your prize picks projection. For example, if you think TJ Watt's going to get more than one and a half sacks and that George Pickens is going to score more than half a touchdown on, on Sunday night, if you pick both more on both of those and you hit, you'll get paid money on prize picks. And again, you can go from two to six players to increase how much money that you can make. You can also do what prize picks does and look for their different promotions like taco Tuesday, where on every Tuesday prize pick discounts, select player projections up to 25% that you can get even more value on your prize picks winnings. Prize picks also does the, does the NBA, MLB, NHL college sports, and so much more. So download the prize picks app today, or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily, daily fantasy sports. And that's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL to play with the with the with the code locked on NFL all capital letters all one word for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. We're also brought to you by Jace Medical. The J Jace Medical brings you what's called the Jace case, which provides you five life saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case is fill out a simple online form, and in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of your board certified physicians. Get ongoing care from our physicians on any treatment related questions these, these this is doctor created and doctor recommended don't be caught unprepared everyone should be empowered to take care of for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected jace handles everything from online evaluations to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care jace medical is simple you go online fill out a form and then you get a prescription life-saving medications delivered right to your door the jace case gives you peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency jace medical makes sure that you have the medication in hand save more than 360 dollars by getting the life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Again, J-A-S-E medical.com today to get your Jace case.
Back here on Crossover Thursday, Locked On Steelers meets Locked On Raiders with Chris Carter and your boy Q talking things here over here. Q, let's talk about these quarterbacks and receivers because this is not new. Well, it's not new for the Steelers, but they're still trying to establish it here as much as they're trying to establish an identity. Both teams are looking to establish some connection. They've, they've invested considerable value into making sure they have playmaker wide receivers. The Raiders made sure to trade for and pay Devontae Adams. Uh, Jimmy yep. Garoppolo is the quarterback they brought in, but uh, Q, give us an update into Adam's status. I know he had like a, uh, he was he was being looked at for a concussion. Jacoby Myers was in question. How do both of them look going into the later part of the week? Well, the good news is Devontae's fine. Devontae's good to go for a Sunday. We found out on Monday, Josh McDaniel said Devontae's good. Uh, he also said Jacoby Myers is still going through, you know, his progressions as far as the concussion protocol. He had a legit concussion uh, delivered by Kareem Jackson, who apparently he's in the business of causing concussions uh, so far for the Denver Broncos two weeks in a row. Not only did he knock out Jacoby Myers, but then he turned around and knocked out the tight end from uh, the Washington Commanders the very Jeez. next week. So, uh, yeah, uh, that's that's a Kareem Jackson thing. But, no, Jacoby Myers sounds like he's progressing pretty well, but Coach McDaniels wasn't willing to say, uh, yeah, he's going to be back, of, uh, you know, for Sunday just in case he has a kind of setback. But it sounds like it feels like he's trending in the right direction. We'll probably know a lot more come Friday before they, uh, you know, before they head into the weekend and, and get ready for the game on Sunday. Uh, but I'll tell you the the connection between Jimmy G and Jacoby was fantastic. Week one, obviously didn't play week two. He's been on page with uh, Devontae both week one and week two. Problem is when it comes to the wide receivers and Jimmy G, that's really all it's been. Right. There hasn't been a lot of spreading the yeah. ball around. And the other thing I'd like to say about it is the Raiders and their possessions have been really weird. Like week one against Denver, they only possessed the ball six times. And then week two against the Buffalo Bills, they played 13 snaps in the second half. So, you know, what I mean, so it's not like they've yeah. really had the ball a lot. And I don't there's a lot of different reasons for that. So maybe that's why the ball's not being spread around. But it's something that I'm paying attention to. And I think it's a big key that it has to open up. Hunter Renfro, we know he's a really good wide receiver. He had a couple seasons ago over 100 catches. He has one target, Chris, one target. That's crazy. Two games, Right. So that's got to be opened up and established. And I asked Coach McDaniels about that on Monday, and he said, yeah, we uh, we had times where we could have hit Hunter and we didn't, so we've got to get him involved. So I think that that relationship between Jimmy G and the playmakers is still developing, and that's mm -hmm. what happens when you have a new quarterback. So that's definitely a storyline to watch going into this game. Can Jimmy G spread the ball around the yard to multiple guys outside of Devontae Adams, potentially Jacoby Myers, and, and the check down to Josh Jacobs? That's going to be something to really monitor and pay attention to. Absolutely. It's something that the Steelers are monitoring on their side. They're, they're not, a, they, they, you know, Kenny Pickett, for as much as the hype was going in for him into this season, he's been a bit of a disappointment in these first two games. Uh, so far, two just two touchdown passes, three interceptions thrown. Uh, and you, you look at how the, how things have played out. Yes, Deontay Johnson has missed uh, a game and a half now, and he will miss about three more games at least. He'll probably be gone until after the bye week as he's on injured reserve right now for the Steelers. But it, I will say George Pickens has stepped up. He had over 100 yards last week, 127 exactly, with a touchdown for the Steelers and looked like the playmaker that they drafted him to be out of Georgia, the guy that was overlooked because of his ACL injury going into his senior season. Um, I'll also say that this, the Steelers, I think they like what they they see out of Allen Robinson and Calvin Austin, but they haven't really unlocked them yet as potential as guys who can be playmakers. Both just have seven receptions. Robinson's with 76 yards. Austin with four, with 47. Um, 
They the Steelers also seem to like throwing to their backup running back Jalen Warren, who has 78 yards on nine catches. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing is with Kenny Pickett, he came into this season. I'm emphasizing not trying to force the ball anywhere, trying to make the right decisions. And in the preseason, it looked like it worked. And even I know yeah. even against yes, some of those games were against backups, but those were the Bills starters that he was picking apart and looking very confident in how he was attacking the field. But now that he's faced two of the I think the more aggressive defenses in the NFLQ. I think that he's kind of, you know, taking his lumps and he's he's been humble about it. He's been like, hey, I have to be better. This is on me. He's not blaming anyone else. Uh, even though Steelers fans want offensive coordinator Matt Canada fired. They were chanting that at the end yeah. of the Steelers-Browns game. That. Um, it was it was pretty loud. Uh, but Kenny Pickett is, is a guy, again, I covered him at the University of Pittsburgh. I've covered him every year that he's been with the Steelers so far. And in my time watching him over the past four, four plus years, I've seen him take accountability, and that's what makes him better, is that he doesn't shy away from his own challenges. That's why Mike Tomlin likes him so much. I think Mike Tomlin identifies with that. And it's going to be one of the things where now that you're not facing a team that has some of the best cornerbacks in the right. NFL like the Browns do or doesn't or doesn't have a team of pass rushers like the Niners do. Uh, right. You know, the Max Crosby's a problem, and we'll get to him and, and Tyree Wilson in a bit. But this needs to be a week where Kenny Pickett does find his footing and at least puts together a solid performance. He has not been good in either of these first two games. George Pickens, I think, in the first game didn't have the chance to be good. He was given yeah. the chance in the second game and showed, hey, I can be that guy. Kenny Pickett just has to give him the chance to be. How how important is it? I'm glad you brought up George Pickens. How important is it to get him involved in the game early as opposed to having him kind of linger out there on the field and, hey, by the way, here I am, and then I'll send him get the ball late. Like, how, how, how like, should it be a priority for, for, uh, for Kenny to get the ball to him, like, early, maybe on the first drive? I, I think it's vital because not only for George Pickens himself, but for this entire offense, they're looking for confidence right now. This is still a very young offense. Kenny Pickett in his second year, George Pickens in his second year, Najee Harris in his third year, Pat Frymus in his third year, uh, Dan Moore in his, in, in his third year. Like this, this is a group overall that is still looking to build an identity with a lot of upside to it. Calvin Austin, you know, is his second year, but first year playing because he missed all the last season. This is a group that's looking to to show, hey, we can be this balanced threat. But to be balanced, you have to be able to hit in the run in the pass game. And right now, the way I see it, the Browns and the Niners both just dared the Steelers, please throw the ball. They played yeah. the line of scrimmage. They loaded the box. They, their linebackers were flying to the line of scrimmage. We will not let Najee Harris take over the game because we mm-hmm. know what he can do when you just let him have space. Kenny Pickett, you have to beat us. And I think that needs to be the Raiders' path in this game. They yeah. need to plug up the run. Robert Spillane, he knows all about the Steelers. He's the new linebacker. Mike Tomlin was giving him praises uh, during his Tuesday press conference. That defense needs to make sure that Najee Harris, that run game, can't get off. And they need to challenge Kenny Pickett. Hey, can you beat us with your arm? Because you, you really didn't do it in the first two games. And if they do that, that could be what makes this game very interesting to see uh, and to see which side cracks something first on offense. I like it. I like it. It's a hell of a recipe right there. And I think that that's the one that they need to go with. That's the approach that they need to go with. And, uh, you know, make make Kenny Pickett show that he can get it to Pickens, get it to the rest of their weapons. Right. And and, and the weapons are there. They just got to go ahead and make that connection. So if a team is struggling offensively, uh, you still make it difficult, whatever their their, uh, you know, their area of of lacking. Right. Of lacking the the the, the big time plays. Uh, you got to go ahead and exploit that. So that's that's going to be an interesting little matchup: the Raiders' defense and the and the Steelers' offense. Like, how do you make Kenny Pickett operate? Right? Do you let him get comfortable, or do you kind of put some pressure on him? Do you stop the run and, and say, "All right, it's on you, youngster," and see what he can do? And if he does it, then you tip the cap and you say, "Job well done." Uh, I think that's a hell of a recipe right there. Absolutely. 
as I said last week, edge rushers are key to the game, yeah. and that could be what defines this game yet again with Max Crosby, TJ Watt, but also the guys next to them in Alice Heisman and Tyree Wilson. We'll get to that on the other side of the break here on Crossover Thursday on the Locked On Podcast Network. Chris Carter from Locked On Steelers, your boy Q from Locked On Raiders, breaking things down. But first, before we go anywhere else, we want to remind you this show is also sponsored by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs are here to make you look good. They use stretch khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer on you through the thigh and the leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts are the do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. They fit better than any regular shorts and are made of aren't made of a stick stiff restricting cotton. Instead, they're made with cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so that you get a way slimmer fit. Through, through without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dogs use an anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So right now, go to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL and you'll receive a free water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NFL for a free water bottle. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL. Back here on Crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network, Chris Carter, your boy Q from Locked On Steelers and Locked On Raiders. Q, last week I told Jeff Lloyd, I said, listen, everything <laughs> else aside, Kenny Pickett, Deshaun Watson, Nick Chubb, Najee yeah. Harris, whoever, right, who's going to be decided by edge rushers. And mm-hmm. lo and behold, I didn't think it meant that T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith would both score touchdowns. I didn't think it was going right, to be like that. Right. Yeah. But it was the case. They did make the difference, and they won the game for the Steelers. I think the same thing could be the case this week because on but again with with uh with the Browns you had Zadarius Smith and you had Miles Garrett and clearly the Steelers edge rushers won out in that game. But I don't think the Steelers can't afford to overlook the the Raiders pass rushers and Max Crosby and Tyree Wilson. Tyree Wilson a top 10 pick this uh, this this past year. Chandler Jones whatever he's going through, he's going through and he would be a problem right. if he was ready to go. But Tyree Wilson was drafted high how what has he looked like and how does this pass rush look like with the Raiders so far? Tyree Wilson's been okay, right? I think most of Raider Nation would say that he hasn't looked good at all, right? I mean, I think that he started to improve a little bit last week against Buffalo as far as his get off, at least. You know, you can see that he wasn't taking as long to to like I say get off the line of scrimmage and 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 attack the play, but he still wasn't really involved. He had some hustle. You see that he's got some power and some burst, but he's got to be able to put it all together. So it's a work in progress with him. Max Crosby again, you know what he's going to do. He's going to go 150 miles an hour. That's just kind of what he's done. That's why his name is Max, and he's got two X's. I mean, he just it's, it's that extra energy, extra everything that he brings to the table. I really think a guy like Jerry Tillery, who had a sack week one against Denver, is going to have to step up. A guy like Bilal Nichols, somebody, Mm -hmm. a Malcolm Coots, somebody's got to step up and be that guy. Like, I don't want to put all the pressure on Tyree Wilson right now, even though, as you said, he was a top 10 pick, and that's why they draft him, right? If you pick him in the top 10, you expect him to be a difference maker. I think they're playing the long game with Tyree. I don't think it's going to be a, you know, immediate, uh, you know, reaction and immediate satisfaction when it comes to Tyree. So someone else is going to have to fill in that void, and that's going to be very interesting. I really believe that this game is going to be one in the trenches, and, and, you know, it's going to have to have some kind of, Max is going to have to have some kind of help, but uh, also, the Raiders' offensive line is going to obviously have their work cut out for them as far as, you know, like you said, Highsmith and T.J. Watton. The one thing I can say about the offensive line for so far for the Raiders, they haven't given up a sack yet this season. 
So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Jimmy G's been able to stay upright. Now, he's had some pressure. The Bills got some pressure on him last week. There was a couple times where he got a little hairy in the pocket, but he's been able to stand tall and deliver the ball somewhere. If it's a check down, Devontae, whatever the case may be, he's been able to get at least the ball out of his hands. So, you know, if that offensive line can continue to hold up, Colton Miller and Jermaine Illuminor have been the, the bookend tackles right now. If they can hold up against two of the better, <laughs> two of the best, I should say, pass rushers in the league with T.J. Watt and, of course, Highsmith, who they basically uh, single-handedly wrecked the game Monday night against the the Browns. If they can do that, then the the Raiders have a fighting chance in this game. But if those guys get off early and often, it could be a long day at the office at Legion Stadium. And look, Jimmy Garoppolo has played the Steelers before with the Niners. He knows the the deal. Get the ball out fast. That's how you try to beat. That's what Brock Purdy did with the Niners really well in week one. Deshaun Watson, not so much. He held onto the ball a lot and put the Steelers pass rushers in, in, uh, you know, kept them from wrecking the game, even though TJ Watt still ended up with three sacks and a forced and recovered fumble in that game. TJ Watt is going to get his. And I think that that's one of the things that teams kind of have to realize, but you have to try to neutralize as best you can. And this goes back to the Raiders' best recipe, I think, for trying to neutralize what the Steelers really do well at the edge rusher position is running the football, staying ahead of the chains, not giving the Steelers third and eight, third and nine, third and 10 to defend, where Watt and Highsmith can pin their ears back and say, We're coming, Jimmy. And Jimmy right. has to then look out for things. I think that is the that is the Raiders' key for the second. And the Steelers, you have to be able to stuff the run. They brought up, like I said, they brought up Braden Fajoko on the defensive line. They've been looking for answers in the absence of Cam Hayward to try to do something to stop the run. I think that they showed some signs of improvement in week two, but they still showed lots of issues because they gave up another 60 yard plus run. Granted, Levi Wallace was kind of responsible for that for his giving up his gap on a on a on a, on a busted play. But um I, I really think that the Steelers defense, this needs to be a week where they can show on like we talk about the Steelers offense. They need to show who they are. The Steelers yeah. defense needs to show who they are. Uh, they've shown they can make big plays and we know they can make big plays. Uh, we got to see the injury status of Minka Fitzpatrick. He had a chest scare, but Mike Tomlin yeah. said he's been, he was fine out of the hospital and they're looking. The Steelers trainers have been looking at him. We don't know his status yet. For this week, uh, but the Steelers need an all hands on deck performance to show this defense can be an elite unit. They were they finished in the top 10 last year. If they can't do that again this year, this team is in a, is in a good deal of trouble. Well, I'll tell you right now, when it comes to the Raiders defense, they need to show up and, and show who they are, right? There was a lot of times during training camp when I said, okay, this team is going to look for the ball. They're trying to create turnovers, interceptions, strip sacks, whatever the case may be. They're trying to get their hands on the ball. They don't create very many turnovers. Well, they need to start establishing that. They haven't created any turnovers yet this season. They have four sacks on the season, so that's okay. Uh, could be a lot better, but they've got to establish themselves, right? I mean, and that's why I said that this game is going to be one in the trenches, you know, on both sides of the ball. I think, as you mentioned, earlier in the show the Raiders defense has to step up and try to slow down or stop uh, Najee Harris don't let him wreck the game on the ground make you know make Kenny Pickett be that guy and if you can try to make Kenny throw the ball around the yard then you have an opportunity to make a play and again they they talked about it they preached it all all offseason all training camp all preseason go get ball see ball get ball go hunt the ball they haven't hunted the ball yet so they're gonna have to establish that again if the Raiders are gonna win this game and I think that, you know, this is going to be a good, uh, you know, evenly matched game between the Steelers and the Raiders at Allegiant Stadium. I'm excited to see it. I think that there's got to be some turnovers, just like what, you know, you saw Pittsburgh do on Monday night, create some turnovers. Not only do they create turnovers, they score points. I ain't saying yeah. that the Raiders got to score points, but they've got to create some turnovers in this game. They've got to start establishing themselves as a team that can go and find the ball. So the trenches and creating some plays on the back end is what's really going to do it for the Raiders, for the Steelers to win this game, Chris, like what has to happen? Like what is the bare bones has to happen for them to win? 
bare bones. They need to be able to put up at least at least two touchdowns on offense. They got they got to show that they can score multiple touchdowns in a single game this week, and they got to still be turnover creator. They got to limit the run and create the turnovers off that. It all starts with with limiting the run. The Steelers have talked about that for years. That is their emphasis. If they allow Josh Jacobs to take over this game, they're in a lot of trouble. Now, granted, they faced the Raiders just last year. They should know this, right? Like they 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 went up against them, and it was a a great defensive game at Acrisure Stadium late last season. But the cold Raiders gonna, game. <laughs> it, was, it was cold. Yeah, I was out there for that one. Uh, yeah, but, I'm glad you were. I was not. That was a cold, man. That's the only way I can describe that, a cold-ass game. <laughs> that, was a, that was a cold game. But this won't be cold. It'll be in a dome. It'll be in Vegas. It'll be in their environment. And this is somewhere the Steelers haven't played before. This is, I think the, 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 the Raiders recently opened this stadium. And typically, historically, the Steelers have had trouble with the Raiders, even when the Raiders have been very bad and the Steelers have been very good. Like The Raiders might get two wins in the season, and one of them would be the Steelers in a year that the Steelers were like 11-5 and five or something like that. So – the Steelers have to avoid any chances that bad mojo impacts anything. They have to they have to stuff the run. It's, it just get get off, start fast on offense. Get at least two touchdowns. And if they stuff the run, they'll put themselves in position to get after the quarterback and play their style of defense. If the Raiders are able to st- establish the run, I think that that changes this dynamic entirely. And it could really come down to just. Uh, you know who, who's which, which offense finds its consistency more more often in this game. I think it's an evenly matched game. I really do. I mean, the, I obviously the, the Steelers have uh, their strengths and uh, they have their weaknesses and the Raiders have their strengths as well. And they, they have plenty of weaknesses too, right? I mean, they're still trying to establish themselves. And that's kind of, Chris, the beautiful thing about playing in week three of the NFL season. I think all teams are still trying to develop who they are, right? Nobody is a finished product just yet at this point of the season. So it's going to be a good one, man. I'm looking forward to it at Legion Stadium. All eyes will be on this game, right? It's primetime action Sunday night. So it's the last game in town. It's the only game in town. So we'll definitely all be paying attention. But I do think it's going to be a hell of a game. Absolutely. He's your boy Q from Locked On Raiders. Let people, Q, let people know they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Man, they can find me in the hood. No, I'm just kidding. They can find me on Twitter <laughs> at your boy Q254. Of course, uh, everything that I do, all the radio shows, all the podcasts, always have a link to them right there on my Twitter account at your boy Q254. What about you, Chris? Absolutely. He's great. I'm so glad to do other shows with you again, Q. Uh, I, miss, I miss doing Locked On NFL with you on Fridays, but schedules be rough, bro. But yeah. we will, we'll get we'll, we'll get it up again soon. Uh, he's your boy, Q. I'm Chris Carter from Locked On Steelers. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. You can also read my work at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, post-gazette.com for all my coverage on the University of Pittsburgh, as well as the Steelers there. You can also find me here on the Locked On Podcast Network, just like you find Q, Locked On Steelers, Locked On Raiders, on all your favorite podcasting apps on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoy it. Subscribe to, to both of our channels if you want to get more everyday access on the Steelers or the Raiders leading up to leading up to Sunday night football. We both got another show coming back where I'll give our final predictions and outlook on the game. So stay tuned on the Lockdown Podcast for Lockdown Steelers and Lockdown Raiders. We'll see you Friday right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network.